0: Speakers, feel my power, earth, new features. Neither listen by feel me you can binge up. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So, relax a lot back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment, facts, and wise cracks. Welcome to
1: the show. This is Fireside Chats.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonder, one of my sidekicks, P Features.
1: Hello, Internet.
0: And then a new sidekick officially a couple months ago but haven't seen him for a while because of covid and not being able to be in each other's presence. There is Felix Hergood. I'm your across town kick. Across town kick. That uh that's, that sounds that like sounds a, like a Chuck
1: a, Norris a, move.
0: That sounds like a one night stand is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, okay.
2: Well, that happens, too. Come on.
0: Be honest. So, yeah, Maurer and Baby Huey can't make it uh, for completely different reasons. Uh, Honestly, I was going to think of funny ways to make fun of them about it, but I'm tired and I don't feel like doing that. So, both of them have work-related things, and is why they're not going to be on this show or the next. But that's okay. When Maurer's not around, that means we get to talk video games. So, that's why Mr. Hergood's here.
1: We do. I'm excited. Or if you like, you guys in the comments of the show post can make up your own reasons why neither one of them showed up, and we'll just go. Oh, with I it. love
0: that! I love that! Yes, the more the more ridiculous, Maybe the better. A kick! <laughs> <laughs> they just had to get away for a while, you know. Yeah, they had to have their own kick.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I- I'm thinking one of those honeymoon suites with the harp-shaped beds. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, all right, if you're new around here, welcome to the Wednesday show, and that's where we talk about the news, the new news. Thank you, thank you. It's a staple. Uh, yeah, we got a whole lot of things to talk about. Honestly, the the clickbaity titles. We we've got Power Rangers, we've got Batman, we've got Spider Man, and more importantly, we've got Jimmy Olsen and Null. So we're all over the place with this issue. So there's going to be a lot that happens. Uh, so I, was gonna I don't say even-
1: go go Bat Rangers.
0: Go go! I'm okay. I'm good with go go, go Bat Rangers. That also that sounds like a strip club though. But you know, let's mm. Uh, mm. let's get into the news and let's talk about our go go <laughs> Bat Rangers. Uh, let's start <laughs> with that. So uh, last, I guess, was it last Wednesday that we brought this up for the first time? It's been happening for a little bit, but I think we talked about this for the first time last Wednesday. Which I believe so. Uh, artist Dan Mora has recently been posting these pictures of these amalgamation of Batman and Power Ranger crossover characters, and it's this isn't the first time that there's been crossovers between Power Rangers and Justice er, in DC because we had the Justice League, um, as well as the more recent with the Ninja Turtles uh, and which who have recently crossed over with the Power Rangers. So like this isn't out of the realm of possibilities, but it wasn't a book that was in the works. It was just the artist's way to to kind of. Come up with a cool new look for these characters. We got a really cool one of Batman, Red Hood, uh, Nightwing, uh, and they were, uh, I think Damian Wayne as well, but they were like really, really well done, especially Nightwing. Uh, but recently he's added Barbara Gordon's Batgirl as well as Red Robin. Uh, mm. And the, after he finished Nightwing and Red Hood, he got the attention of editors at DC that said let's make this happen. So I think that's really added a lot of fuel to the flame here, which is why we've got a lot more of these Power Ranger-esque Batman crossovers, uh, you know, art pieces that are coming out. Uh they're really cool and it makes me very excited for the possibility here, uh, cuz you know, we've seen what the what Batman does with the Turtles who have no real powers except for they're just awesome and fight well. Uh but Power Rangers is a dramatically different story for him. Go ahead.
2: I, I know the way um, DC works, that you have a multiverse, so there's many different uh, parallel dimensions where different things can happen. But uh, this Power Ranger crossover with Batman and then the Turtle crossover with Batman, are they in their own shared universe? or
0: I mean, you just, can make that argument. It's it's an Elseworlds story. Um, not every story connects to the greater, you know, pantheon of of uh, of universes in DC. Some of them are just they are what they are. Especially with the ones where they cross over the Power Rangers. Like that's not really DC canon. That's not Power Rangers canon. It's just fun. It's actually a bad story. It's not very good, but still fun. You know, but yeah, but that's Turtles totally won.
2: evident. That's totally evident with DC films. Like they're definitely trying to do more of a like just individual. Storytelling thing at this point. Like, they've well, given up.
1: Well, that's what works best. <laughs> well, no, it, for them, it's. Though.
0: Yeah, it's honestly some stories get in their own way when they try and can continually connect to a bigger broader story Especially when it's in another universe that has nothing to do with the characters from all the prior ones So you're just shoehorning stuff in there that doesn't need to be there So DC really does shine with the Elseworlds stuff I know there's a lot of comic fans out there that can't stand these these kind of books because they are so into continuity um, Like they're 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 Felix. They're you on steroids. Like if you are a continuity they're, they're- king
2: i love continuity i love canon man but
0: going there are some the star people Wars canon there, yeah I, I i heard and you're also watching the children's star wars shows as well <laughs> just one just one And how's that going
2: uh i think that show is terrible <laughs> but i'm a grown man so yeah, kids that, probably the, love it
0: that's about right um so, but anyway, with these kind of stories, if this were to happen there's it's not going to connect to anything. If it does, it'll connect to the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles or the the Turtles Batman like if they do with their like a three way story between like the justice League, the Turtles, and the Power Rangers that kind of culminates in one giant story with all of them. Do you imagine a a power Rangers Turtles Justice League book that would, that would be, be like, crazy. That's an ambitious crossover right there. I, I'd cool. be 100% into that. Because, look, when the Turtles crossed over and we got the Turtle Megazord and we got the Turtles wearing the Power Ranger gear, that was one of the coolest moments in comic books of the last year.
1: Yeah. You know what else I'll say about these stories? As far as them being, like, canon or, or out of continuity, they seem to connect or be... They have their own continuity. Like, they they, make, they connect when it makes sense for them to connect. It's Like, if it's done, like, one... One volume, and then there's another series of it, like later down the road. There's always some memory that happens, and goes, Oh, this happened last time when such and such happened with the Power Rangers and Batman met up. And then it's just like, oh, Okay. Well, it's like, it's like when it's like how people used to write movies
0: versus how they write movies now. Like they used <laughs> to write a movie and then go, Hey, that made a lot of money. Let's try and make a sequel. Like, All right, let's come up with something that would be cool for a sequel after the movie already came out. Now they have the plan for three movies going into the first one. Like they already are well aware of where this could go, and they already are planting seeds for stuff down the line. So Elseworld stories usually just exist in their own little bubble. So if it happens, it'll be cool.
2: I mean, uh, Feige's right, Feige's got a map for years to come. Feige has got a map. You know, that's yeah, crazy. But does. at the
0: same time, they have their own. Like Hellstrom, that's gonna not that's not connecting to anything. When that when that launches on Hulu. Or, I mean, hell, your your favorite and least favorite as far as continuity is concerned is the uh, the Netflix shows. Like, they're their own yeah. bubble.
2: I mean, they're fine. They're their own continuity. I'm okay with that. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I respect... He still... This. You still sound upset about it. <laughs> I am... Can... Look, I'll tell you, I'm never going to consider the S- Star Wars Legends stuff because I never watched it when it was popular and when it was... Anything that's in the... Ca- you know, in, in terms of Star Wars that's in the Star Wars Legends canon, I don't care about because I got into all this stuff when I was watching the movies. That's all, all that matters to me, you know? Sure. Um, all right. But I, I, I can let's, respect in solo stories.
0: Let's get into the next ridiculous story here, uh, and this is going to be spoilers for uh, Catfish Crisis, Catfish uh, which is crisis. part of part of DC cybernetic uh, summer which is a pretty weird book to begin with but it does give us a cool and this isn't new for dc but it's something i haven't seen in a bit which is where they start merging characters together very similar like fireside fusion where, where we merge three characters together uh or um what uh secret warps when they would mer- like remember when um gomora oh, yeah. f- crushed the world like she she folded the world in on itself, or reality yeah. in on itself, and forced characters co- to combine. This is and something similar.
1: Like Captain America became the Super Soldier Supreme, because he it with, like, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soldier Supreme. Uh, Weapon Hex, Soldier Supreme, Arachnite.
0: Who am I missing? Uh, Iron Hammer, uh, Ghost Panther. I'm missing a bunch. Cause remember, was, uh, Wolverine was mixed with uh, the Diamond Chick. Why can't I think of her name? Uh, Emma, Emma Frost. Frost? Yeah. Was it anyway. The White Badger? This. The White Badger? That's the <laughs> name of this issue. The White Badger. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> um, the White Badger at a strip club. That's the name of this issue. <laughs> uh, all right. But going back into this, it's a, it's a bizarre story that opens up with Superman, Cyborg, uh, and, su- and um, cyborg, cyborg Superman. Superman. And there's, so those two were fighting Cyborg Superman. And if anybody is unaware of who any of them like, you know, Superman, I'm not going into that. Vic Stone, Cyborg, we know who that is because of the Justice League movie, uh, the Teen Titans animated series. He's been around for a while. He's a Justice League staple. He, he earned a spot. Let's say we know Vic Stone. Yes, Features? Yeah, we know him. And then Cyborg Superman, you might not be aware of, but he's a hell of a villain for DC in general, uh, who's a character named Hank Henshaw, who's a... Essentially, their version of uh, Mr. Sideboard. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. No, it's Mr. Fantastic, yeah, it's Mr. Fantastic. How so they all get hit, he they get with the hit with the same rays in space, but instead of getting powers, they all die horrifically. <laughs> uh, and it's like, uh, their version of Sue Storm just kind of fades into nothing. Um, <laughs> Mr., uh, the thing kind of like, uh, he he. he He, like, cocoons and dies. I think he suffocates or something. I forget. This is a long time ago. But anyway, Cyborg Superman, he becomes part of a machine, and he becomes like this entity online that is able to find his way into the birthing pod for superman that crash landed on the kent's farm right and he recreates himself a body from that so he has the the physiology of superman as well as a, the robotic side of him but the men, the the distorted mind of hank henshaw who as he was dying was swearing superman was going to come save him and never did so now he's got this vendetta against superman is that
1: why he's, he went is that why he's
0: crazy I mean it's, it's I, a, it's I a,
1: never understood why he was a villain, but it, now that
0: let's remember, it's DC, so things change like every other week. Remember he was like for a while in rebirth he was uh, he was, what's your name's dad? He was oh. super, uh, Supergirl's dad. like they change this stuff all the time. but yeah, that was, was that's a long-standing one for so a bit. But anyway, terrible.: All of a sudden, a a super cyborg cyborg Superman shows up. <laughs> Say that five times fast.: Super, super, super cyborg cyborg, cyborg Superman. Man.
1: Super, super, that sounds like uh, Super Samurai Cyber f- Squad. Superhuman Samurai <laughs> Cyber, yeah, Superhuman Samurai yeah. Cyber Squad. That's a that's, that's we're going a...
0: way back with that one. <laughs> that was a, wasn't that, one that when they fight viruses?
1: Yes, inside the computer.
0: Yeah, that's that. Uh, yep, yep. That was the '90s for you.
1: But he looked like <laughs> Ultraman though, which was ma- what made he it did. cooler.
0: He looked like a cooler Ultraman. I mean, I know I got a lot of Ultraman fans out there, but I would take Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. No offense, but anyway, getting back uh, into the story, uh, this version of Cyborg Superman is from an alternate reality where, uh, very similar to uh, Secret Warps. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> not not an 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 enemies an an enemy, an an he comes from a place where groups of three are all merged together. So he's a merger of Cyborg Superman and Cyborg Superman. Uh, and he's warning that that reality-altering uh, thing that happened to his planet it, it might happen to Earth. So he shows up to warn everybody. And then it turns out that it's Batman, and he and he... Made him show up, and the, he made him show up to to throw Cyborg Superman off so they can beat him, and then it turns out there really is a Super Cyborg Cyborg Superman who placed the thought into Batman's head. This is where the story gets weird. Places the thought into Batman's head to make this crazy-looking Cyborg Superman to beat Cyborg Superman, but truly warn them about this oncoming evil. And then we find him in his planet. He's a he's pretty cool looking. He's very much Cyborg Superman if you pictured him as a good guy. So his like faces and all messed up. He kinda he almost has like an Eradicator vibe. Like he doesn't have the glasses on, but the way his costume kind of looks um, I like the Eradicator. From- uh, the real quick. The Eradicator is a being from Krypton that awakens if Superman dies or gets beaten into a coma, and then uh, eradicates people. It's kind of in his name. He incinerates them. Like that's that that's what he does.
2: T- totally makes me think of Kids in the Hall. Now I'm dating myself. I get it. <laughs> the, you nev- you've <laughs> you've never seen the Eradicator episode of Kids in the Hall. I have not. That's but okay. Keep going. It's funny. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was that a you-had-to-be-there story? Was the that story, story was? isn't
2: much. He just keeps saying over and over again, I am the Eradicator.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> that's ex- that's actually what the Eradicator does. He almost. says, I am the Eradicator? <laughs> well, right before he blasts somebody into nothingness. So,
2: yeah. I think and, and this that's, story... That's what he does in the kids in the... The hall sketch. He except he does it in uh, D squash.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna rename this one to uh, to White Badger in the Rabbit Hole. Uh, <laughs> that's what the, that's what we're renaming this one to. Uh, great, so great let's much. let's move on from this because honestly this story is not that interesting but the characters and the world that they created are intriguing. So if this is something that we see appear down the line, like just like how in Dark Knights Metal, all of a sudden Dream shows up from the from the Vertigo Sandman series, like when they start taking these characters and bringing them back into the fold, this is a world that could have a lot of fun. Like for example it ends with Reverse Flash uh, and the Anti-Monitor playing poker and asking him if he wants to join. Like it's a very bizarre book. It's a it's a very, very bizarre story. But anyway, let's move on uh, to our last bit of DC news and this is a little weird. Uh, it comes from uh, Jimmy Olsen number 11 and anybody doesn't know who Jimmy Olsen is, Jimmy Olsen is the photographer friend of Superman who or is Super- a Long-standing character. Superman's best pal. Yeah, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, but he, I mean, look, he's, he was around for like 20 years as his own books. He had close to 200 of his own books. I mean, Why? he was a very popular character. because people, well, people couldn't get enough Superman. Remember, Lois Lane had her own book. There was multiple Superman stories. Like, Superman was the biggest thing in the world for a very, very long time. Um, And, you know, arguably, as far as comics are concerned, he's not the the top dog anymore, but he is always going to be in the top list. Like, he'll he'll never not be top five. He's most recognizable, just like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jimmy Olsen, uh, Olsen, the reason why this is happening, the reason they're bringing up Jimmy Olsen is that recently in Jimmy Olsen number 11, there's a panel where Jimmy Olsen is thinking about how the multiverse works and how there's multiple different versions of Jimmy Olsen out there. Like, there's one where he's Hawkman, there's one where he's Wonder Woman, there's one where he's The Flash. Uh, But there's one strange one where he's not in a costume, and there is a spider dangling down, and it looks like it's going to land on his hand, very reminiscent of one Peter Parker. And the reason why they're doing this is it's it's a it's a longstanding theory. I mean, it'll never be confirmed. I don't think you'll ever hear somebody from Marvel agree to this. But, a year after a story from uh, Jimmy Olsen, eighty no fifty three, which was about the Turtle Man, where his turtle gets hit by a ray of this this like I don't want to call it a cosmic beam, but this beam that uh, hits him and the turtle and turns him into Turtle Man, and then a year later, Marvel introduced Spider Man. So you have Jimmy Olsen, the nerdy photographer at the Daily Planet. Turns into Turtle Man after this turtle gets hit with these rays that also hit Jimmy. A year later, you have Peter Parker, who works for the Daily Bugle, who's a nerdy photographer who gets bitten by a spider, who's been radioactive rays on the spider. You get where I'm going here. The similarities are there, whether or not you want to admit it or not. (laughs) Parker's better than Olsen. I'll
1: say that a million times over, but Olsen was first. Olsen was lame. always was i'm sorry but i mean they they
2: both have the same vibe i mean you always see jimmy olsen with a camera and you always see peter parker with a
1: camera i mean parker's also the better photographer but also think about what
0: made spider-man stand out at that time spider-man stood out because he was a teenage kid with problems that you can relate to and he was the teenager was the hero right so if you are marvel right you're Stanley and you're trying to come up with characters and you come up with the one that everybody hated. Remember Insect Man, nobody liked it. Remember when Spider-Man came out, they're like everyone's going to hate this story. Um you have Jimmy Olsen who is the character that's the sidekick of Superman and he said he didn't want our hero to be the sidekick. So it does make sense that this could have been connected to Jimmy Olsen in some way just like X-Men is connected to Doom Patrol in a very similar fashion
1: is it it's look like, the similarity they're there they're there the similarities are there you no, you can argue just, back and forth but just like aquaman's connected to namor deathstroke
2: deathstroke and deadpool right
1: yeah that's a yeah, little more definitely. on the nose they won't. i mean
0: he, rob liefeld will never admit that but that one's As little a, on the nose that's, that's a little different a than this rip. one <laughs> slate
1: but, slate wait wait slate i don't have a
0: problem I don't have, it like, I, some people get really mad about this kind of stuff. That doesn't bother me, right? The character evolves and becomes his own over time. Like, they're not the same. Quicksilver is obviously the ripoff of The Flash, but Quicksilver is a dramatically different character than Barry Allen, Wally West, Jay Garrick, you name them. Like, he's a very, very, very different character. They're just both fast. You know what I mean? I would, so, I would
1: argue that Quicksilver might even have a more interesting backstory. Than Barry or Wally? I would say then
0: Barry. I think that's arguable because you know Quicksilver no, it, didn't really do anything for comics, but Barry Allen gave us modern comics as we know them. But you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
1: Listen, I'm I'm not saying it's not arguable. I'm just saying it's it's an argument. It's a debate to be had. And it's a debate that will happen another time. Rabbit hole. <laughs> Moving
0: on. <laughs> Let's talk uh, real quick. I want to go through one real fast. I just think it's pretty cool, especially with Maurer not being here. There's two stories that I put in specifically to piss off Maurer. One of them is Let's Spider-Man Noir, and the other one is uh, Ghost Rider. So I would like to talk about those two just as a kind of beep you to Mauer since he's not here. So Spider-Man Noir, if you're unaware of that, that is uh, actually, you know what? Uh, her good. Do you know Spider-Man Noir?
2: Well, I, I'm assuming the character that showed up in Into the Spider-Verse is based on him.
0: Yes. 100%. Right. 100%. A very dark Peter Parker in the Prohibition Age.
2: Is it Prohibition? Because noir would have been later than that. Like the actual noir. Or was it? The the noir era of cinema um, came in um, during, uh, as we led up to World War II and through World War II and and post-war, really, post-World War, when people had fear of the bomb. That's really what defines noir cinema.
0: So when was Winston Churchill?
2: Church- Churchill would have been that time period.
0: Perfect. Because in spoiler alert for Spider-Man Noir number two, Winston Churchill makes an appearance. <laughs> uh, but this is not your average Peter Parker. This is a very dark, this is a very beaten down Peter Parker. Uh, but I don't want to go too much into the story because, again, I you know I got called out for spoiling too many things before, and I don't want to keep doing that. But uh, one alert. really cool thing. Well, I, I gave my spoiler alert. But, again, I don't want to go too much into the story. Let's just say Noir Spider-Man ends up in Europe. And he ends up chasing down a diamond with, uh, you know, a partner. Uh, But what's Mm -hmm. cool about this and what Maurer's going to be annoyed that he missed is uh, a version, like a steampunk-esque version of Electro. So Electro is kind of a goofy villain. Is like he's he's always kind of looked goofy, and he's been like a kind of a thuggy villain. Like he's not he's not the smartest. You know he's not. He just imposes such a threat with his control of electricity. But the yeah. noir stories have to tell a very different version of characters to make it make sense. So this version of of Electro is very different. He's got a backpack with all these electrodes trodes coming out of it, uh, mm-hmm. and he's got these giant gloves that allow him to kind of manipulate that. But the coolest part about it, hands down is his mustache. His mustache is <laughs> amazing. It's almost like someone took like, like Civil War mutton chops and just connected them on his lips. Like they are gigantic.
1: It's the stash <laughs> for me.
0: It is. It is absolutely the stash that makes this steampunk version of uh, Electro worth it. it uh, he's very, very cool, but he's very much Electro. He's still reminiscent of the times. He's still, he still fits in the story, but he's still kind of, I don't want to call him goofy, but like that, I don't know, a lot of the Sinister Six, they're just kind of throwaway villains because it's just their strength that makes them interesting. You know what I mean? Right. Like the character themselves, take him or leave him. He's like the rhino. Like the rhino is really strong, but he's not that interesting. Yeah. I feel like Electro's the same way. Uh all right, next one is
1: uh Ghost Rider. Mr. Features. Yeah, so Marvel is actually canceling Ghost Rider. Wow. Or should I say that the the art the the writer Ed Brisson, he recently went to Twitter to announce that uh issue 7 of the recent Ghost Rider run is actually going to be it. It's it's going to be done after that. But he's also stated that um uh, the Ghost Rider stories or just stories with Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch probably will continue on just in another other books, maybe. or just
0: It just means that they have other plans for him and that his book can't continue. <laughs> like That's what yeah. I feel
1: this means. Pretty much. I feel
0: like they, they just went up to him like, hey, like, I know you've got this whole thing where he's the king of hell. And, you know, he was, he was kind of an asshole for a little while. And like Mephisto died. Like, there was a lot going on. Uh, where, where he takes over hell. And they're probably like, well, if we want to introduce Ghost Rider in the, um, what's it called? Um, Mouth of Madness, not Mouth of Madness. Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. The rumor is that he shows up in that. If that's true, they're going to want to start putting him back on the Avengers teams. Like They're going to want to put Johnny Blaze out of hell back into the forefront. So if all of a sudden we start seeing Johnny Blaze show up in other people's books, especially more popular books right now. Uh, outside of his current role of the King of Hell, um, like just going back to normal Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. If we get mm-hmm. to that, I think that puts a lot of, of, a lot of validity to those rumors.
1: Possibly. Now, here's an interesting thing for you, and Mauer might not like this, is that even though like, this, this run of Ghost Rider is coming to an end, uh, Robbie Reyes' character is still actually going on as a member of the Avengers. So he's still quite relevant. In that series, so mm.
0: I think that's fine because I don't think they have any interest in making Robbie Reyes an Avenger on the big screen.
1: Probably I think not. they
0: want to bring. I think they just want to bring in Doctor, uh, bring in Ghost Rider into the Doctor Strange movie for the the uh, Multiverse of Madness for whatever story they're trying to tell there. Keeping him separate, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, did they say that it was going to be a
0: cameo or? We don't know. The, they don't know. It's all rumor. Just,
2: there's, Just rumor. This is,
0: none of this is verified. This is all rumor. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Two Null stories. They'll both be pretty quick.
1: Uh, but first off, Null. Who is Null? Null is the symbiote god from deep and outer space or from the beginning of time. Uh, of Marvel history, actually. The, the,
0: the, big, the big Bang.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was, he was around. So. He's a
0: very, very new villain. Uh, that is the god of all symbiotes. He is um, he of the Clintar. He actually created all the symbiotes. Um, he he's been awesome since he's come out in Donny Cates' run for Venom. He's been one of the highlights of Donny Cates' run. Uh, he was a he played a very big role in Absolute Carnage. Uh, it, I should say he played a big role. He he did, but he wasn't like a. a Presence in the book. Uh, But this story, what we're about to talk about, comes on the heels of that. And it's actually a spoiler alert for the Spider Man Venom Free Comic Book Day special. Um, but they confirm, which I don't know why they have to confirm this, but they confirm that he's a Celestial-level threat. Now, Celestials are the gods of the Marvel Universe uh, outside of the One Above All and the Living Tribunal who kind of keep order. Um, mm-hmm. They are the ones who create life. They are the ones who take away life. They are those, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, that's the one who destroyed the planet. It's actually, here, funny story, remember Nowhere? Yeah. Remember Nowhere in Guardians, like that, the, that head? Of the Celestial, that uh, where where they, the the, the big bar scene, and he called me a rodent. That whole scene that takes place inside that head called Nowhere. Noel is the one who removed that head. Oh. We've seen this already. When we got the origin for Noel, Noel existed before the Big Bang in darkness and was in love with the darkness. Then all of a sudden the Big Bang happened and he freaked out. Because he was like, "Hold on, my world is gone. Where is my darkness?" And the Celestials show up, and he immediately attacks them. And he has the Necro Sword, right—the symbiote sword that eventually mm-hmm. uh, Gore gets. And with one swipe, mind you, he's a little dude. One swipe jumps up, severs the head of a Celestial. And I cannot stress to you how in Marvel how big of a deal this is. <laughs> like
1: well, that. I have another example for people who who might not be too familiar with Celestials and how big of a deal that is. Uh. If you read a little bit in the Silver Surfer Black story arc, where he meets Null, then if you know the Silver Surfer, he's wildly powerful, powerful cosmic, granted by Galactus, uh, it took the Silver Surfer to create two, two stars, like, he had to create two, like, black hole stars, just to get away from Null. Oh, just with the gravity? <laughs>
0: yes. I feel as though that Null could still get away from that. But the reason why this is important, the reason, because Null going to play a big deal in the future of, of Marvel comics, maybe the movies, I don't know. With Venom coming into the Marvel universe, if that happens, if that rumor is true, which I, at this point I feel like it has to be, but if they start bringing in the concept of Null and him being so present in these books, it's important to know that his backstory is confusing. And that's unfortunate because of multiple writers. So with Null's backstory being confusing, it's because Brian Michael Bendis brought in the idea of the Klintar and the Clintar are the race of the symbiotes. And the Klintar had a planet, and we find out they're all good guys, they're like the police of the universe, they look out healthy hosts that they bond to to help them protect the universe, but if the host is crazy, it corrupts the symbiote, which is what happened to uh, the Venom symbiote. It originally went on uh, Deadpool, then Eddie Brock, who was full of rage, and they went crazy. Um, so that is how he explained the Venom symbiote. Donnie Cates came in and said, "That's not the case. That's not a planet uh, that the Clintars are on. That pla- the planet is all of the Clintars creating a cell or a cage around Null, keeping him contained. And then he breaks free, and now he can control anyone who's been connected with the symbiotes. And in Marvel, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of people. So." Noel's pretty big. I'm actually going to put this. This is how we're going to segue into TV. There is a uh, Marvel HQ, the, their YouTube channel. They have a, uh, a, a post called The Secret History of Venom, which goes into part of the Clintar. I want to put that in the show post. Check that out. It's a nice, quick way to get into who this character is before the king is back. Or the king is, is, it the king is back? No, it's the king is black. Uh,
1: Return of the Black King. Or Return
0: something. of the Black King. I like the king is black. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, if that that not- it's it's worth it's worth checking this out before that book comes out if you're interested in reading it. And Donnie Cates' big epic stories have all been outstanding, so this one I'm excited for. Empire has not caught my attention. Empire has fl- been flying under the radar, uh, but this one I'm I'm stoked for. Uh, okay. So, next two bits of news pretty quick. The Arrowverse wants us to know that we should that all heroes wear masks. You're going to start seeing a bunch of posters pop up, probably on your social media feeds. I have a feeling you're not going to see these out in the real world. But they technically they just took all of their original posters and re-edited them so all of the characters are wearing masks, including uh, Lois and Superman. So, the newer shows that aren't even out yet. So, it's all the shows except for Batwoman, which isn't shocking with all that that show is going through. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that's it. They're they're all kind of pretty. They're they're pretty cool. They're cool enough that I'm gonna mention them. Uh, from there, we go into Kevin Smith and Wild Brian. Uh, I don't know who Wild Brian is, uh, but apparently that's who owns the Peanuts. That's who owns uh, what was the other ones? There was another one that was a big one. Anyway, they own they own Charlie Brown. Uh, Kevin Smith is going to be doing a Green Hornet and Kato animated show for Wild Brian. Wherever that ends up going. Um, right now we know that. Uh, the Peanuts and Charlie Brown, that's on Apple TV Plus, so maybe that's where it goes, or maybe they start branching out into other services, but there is an animated Green Hornet, so think of that movie, but like, you know, hopefully good. I don't know if you guys saw that movie, but I did not, I did. and I thought it was,
2: you know, I didn't see it because I thought it was going to be terrible,
1: it, and it was. It It was, but it was fun. E. my
0: favorite Green Hornet moment is still uh was it Enter the Dragon? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. When when he, when he's jumping over the railing and the the camera when uh Bruce Lee's jumping over the railing and the camera guy's like what are you doing? Like, we we tracked the shot. What are you what are you doing? Uh but anyway, uh that's pretty cool. It's going to be a story that that Brings in all the older versions of Green Hornet, as well as telling a new future version where they all kind of meet up. It's very uh, and Kevin Smith said he's very inspired by the Batman animated series, Heavy Metal, and Super Friends, which is a very three is three weird shows to say were your inspiration for this, especially Heavy Metal and Super Friends. Heavy Metal, like I don't the,
2: think you the, like the book, the the comic book that used to be out that I used to get that had yes naked women in it.
0: Yes. Yeah, that was great.
2: The, that's and the
0: then one. The, and then the Super Friends, meanwhile <laughs> in the Hall of Justice, that show, <laughs> which have nothing to do with each other, are the inspirations for this. So that's intriguing.
1: Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Let's move on. Kate Bishop. Who's Kate Bishop? Kate Bishop is the, wow, well, almost called it a son, the daughter of the original Hawkeye Clint Barton, who has assumed the mantle of her father and is probably equally as good as a shot. I don't think that's his daughter.
2: I thought she, yeah, no? I thought she was like a.
0: No, that's not his. That's not his daughter.
2: I thought she was a, a uh, ward. Good. She was. A, she, I thought she was a ward. Uh,
0: adopted. Um, kinda, kinda. I mean, it's, it's. She showed talent. She admired Hawkeye. He became her trainer. It's, it's just, it's a passing of the mantle. She's, so just, she's the the second wing. Hawkeye. Yes, absolutely, she's, 100%. She, she's his Nightwing. She's the Nightwing to, to Hawkeye, absolutely. Uh, they showed what uh, the concept art is for her, and it's extremely comic accurate. Do you remember that short little animated intro that they made that we only saw once at Comic-Con that looked like it was ripped right from the comic? Yes. This fits in line with that beautifully. If I can find that footage, I'll throw it in the show post. But uh, there, it's if this is anything like... Um, some of the more recent Hawkeye stories, this is going to be outstanding, especially if, well, it's going to, how do you even do that? Because Age of Ultron kind of ruined, I, I don't want to say ruined Hawkeye, but changed Hawkeye dramatically. Because like Hawkeye doesn't have a family. <laughs> like Hawkeye is a, he's like lives in a, in a, a crummy apartment with his, with his dog named Pizza Dog. That he just didn't name. It was a stray dog eating a slice of pizza, so he called him Pizza Dog, and that was that. (laughs) Did did
2: anything change? Did anything possibly change with the the snaps, though?
0: With Hawkeye, he got his family back. He
2: did snap his. Oh yeah, he did snap his family back. Okay, never mind.
0: Oh, and that that would explain why he wants to pass the mantle. So maybe that's how they pull it off. Right. Like, he, I mean, now that he has his family back, why would he want to continue to be Hawkeye, especially with Captain America now out of the picture, as well as Iron Man? What's the bow and arrow need to hang out for? Yeah, I think, I
2: think we're going to see a lot of passing of mantles happen, probably in the TV oh, shows. 100%, 100%. Yeah.
0: 100%. Like Mark Ruffalo is apparently in the She-Hulk show.
2: To pass the mantle on. Yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, yeah, and then you got Jane Foster's Thor. Apparently, Chris uh, Chris Hemsworth is not happy about this because he's like, my my franchise started getting really good. Now you're gonna pass the mantle. Uh, but again, all rumor. We don't know if that's true. All right, we are running really short on time here, so I want to I want to rush through some of these stories. Um, first off, uh, kudos to both the Mandalorian and the Watchmen, both getting so many Emmy nominations. Twenty six for Watchmen. That's Phew. just incredible. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. best best limited series, as uh, as well as nominations for most of the actors and actresses. I mean, that I have a feeling that show is going to sweep because people are still talking about that. Uh, but also, The Mandalorians has fifteen nominations, uh, and they have. I mean, it mostly effects, but even Um, uh, um uh, Watiti, he got um he got a nom, he got a nom for voiceover for the uh, what IG Eleven. I love how you're both shaking your head on an audio podcast. The Assassin's Droid, <laughs> the IG-11, the Assassin's yes.
2: Droid. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes. Just so everybody knows, we're on a Skype call, I and not... I just said this, and I stopped for a second, and both of them just look at me and nod. I didn't know what you wanted me <laughs> to respond with. You're telling me the facts that any, I already knew. Any, <laughs> any conversation would be fine. IG-11, he's an uh, Assassin's no, wait. Droid. wait. In my Let's head, move.
1: I was saying yes, but <laughs> the words never came out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Let's to be more specific, news.
2: he starts off as, a, as an assassin's droid and then he gets reprogrammed to be a nursemaid droid. <laughs>
0: and he's one of my favorite all-time characters alright so because we are running low on time I'm going to rush through some of these real quick first off uh, Patty Jenkins is uh, said that she's more than likely going to be leaving the Wonder Woman franchise after the third movie which makes sense we've talked about it before she's not really into these kind of ensemble cast stories that's why she mm-hmm. that she was offered Justice League and turned it down specifically because she doesn't want to deal with these kind of um, studios that really have a their hand in the, the the pot so to speak she likes to tell her story and she says I have I've been able to tell a lot in the first two, uh, and the third one I still have some things I want to do. I'm going to cram everything else I want, but I don't. I'm out after the third one. Uh, ba- Dave Baptista is officially out for Bane. He he tweeted that he tried and he didn't get it. You know, he could have been a cool Bane. I don't know. I don't know. Probably maybe maybe he with less cool. dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and then Shang Chi is uh, is. Uh, finally back underway, Shane. Chief uh, for the next phase of Marvel. Uh, I, I hate calling him the uh, Asian Iron Fist, but we've been saying that for unfortunately a very long time now, and he kind of is. Um, he he he's he even had the power of the Iron Fist for a little bit, uh, but. Yeah, he's like the ultimate, I don't want to call him assassin, but he's like the martial arts expert. He is a weapons expert. He is an espionage expert. Like, he, he's,
1: he's Shang-Chi. He's you know, the master he's, of kung fu.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's Bruce Lee in Marvel. Like, that's...
1: <laughs> I mean... That's,
0: that's, what, yeah. he <laughs> that's yeah. what he is. That's what he is. So that's cool that that's underway again. I'm excited for that. Uh, and then, finally, the Death in the Family trailer looks wild. That it looks like it's going to be bonkers. So the death in the family trail will be in the show post. Check it out. If you were unaware of the death in the family story, that is where we lost the second Jason, which made the news Uh, because or the second Jason, the second Robin, the Jason Todd, the second Jason Voorhees, the second so, Jason Voorhees. Um,
1: so just to correct on. you, we didn't lose the second Robin. We kind of killed him off, right?
0: exactly and that's where the that's where the news story is like they're they they can not believe they killed robin because everyone thought it was dick grayson <laughs> okay how do you kill robin and it was Mar- or dc was like hey i know a lot of you don't like jason todd so i'll tell you what call this number and vote on whether or not we should kill him <laughs> and everyone voted and he died <laughs> So he didn't make it out of that story, and then eventually we got under the Red Hood, which brought him back as the new version of the Red Hood, who'd make him a, a much better character than he was. He was just a bratty Dick Grayson. That's all he was. As, I mean, was he anything else? He was. He he was fou- He stole the wheels off the Batmobile, and that's like his whole thing. Like that's how he got in into <laughs> the fold. And he was just an he was just an asshole. He, even in the sh- even in the Titans live action show, I cannot stand him. Yeah, yeah. He's, and it's perfect. He, he's because he, in that. Oh, he's awful. And you're apparently, apparently, season three, you might get to vote to kill him in that as well. This dude can't catch a break because in this animated movie, it's a choose-your-own-adventure story where, again, you can choose to kill him. So you have three choices, which is unique to this. I think this is pretty cool. You can choose to save him, you can choose to kill him, or you can choose to let him escape on his own without Batman's help, all of which will tell you unique stories that also have their own interactivity to them. So it's an interactive DC animated movie that bleeds into Under the Red Hood, which looks dope. So I'm very excited for it. It's
2: it's like what I do when I play video games.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Kind of. You just only have to make one decision instead of, like, all decisions. Yeah, right, 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 right. (laughs) So it's just if, every if once in a while is going to stop remind, and say, all right, what do you want to do? It reminds me of
2: that movie that came out for Black Mirror, like which I
0: there's don't also a the name uh,
2: of it. But.
0: There's also an an app called Mosaic uh, for Apple TV. Uh, the Apple TV has an app that's done by HBO, which is a very long, interactive movie. Hmm. Uh, it's a choose-your-own-adventure book. That's what it is. It's a choose-your-own-adventure DC animated story where, again, you can choose to kill Jason Todd. And if you do, I don't blame you. Um, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Menti, do that thing. All right, Menti, cool. Uh, you can find the show at <laughs> Welcome to Fireside Everywhere Online. That's at Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Once again, Menti, tell them who you are. I'm Menti. I'm <laughs> uh, Features.
2: And this is Felix Hergood of the Emergent Gamer of? Podcast.
0: Yes, check them out if you like video games. If you, if you like this show and you like video games, go check them out. And, you know, Felix is the cute one, so Thanks. check them out. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, All right, Deuces, we will see you uh, Friday for the algorithm show where we talk. uh, We're going to talk not only the Avengers game, but the Iron Man VR game. Deuces,
1: Excelsior.